Hello, everybody. Your host, Ryan, TKZ Outdoors Podcast. You're in the kill zone. It's early August, August 5th, Thursday afternoon, and we're going to be pumping out some more content here regarding the podcast as we move along and get closer to deer season. Uh, It's fast approaching. These cool evenings, cool mornings really get you wondering and thinking and just constantly checking fields as you drive by them. Uh, The velvet rut is in full swing. Pictures are flying around uh, that get you excited, but from my experiences, velvet pictures aren't all what they crack up to be. Yeah, it's great. It's cool to see a nice velvet buck, but is it going to stay in your area? Is it going to frequent you throughout the season? Only time will tell. My experiences um, have shown me at times yes, and other times no. So it just depends, right? Every season is different. And this podcast is going to be different. I got a a new co-host joining us to help us uh, produce content. His name is Chris Queen from Trekking Outdoors. Great guy, known him my whole life. Um, Done a lot of different things with him from high school sports through college. And and obviously now in in our grown adult stage of our lives. Uh, Again, he's from Trekking Outdoors. You may have heard of him. You may not have. Uh, They are fairly new to the scene, but have already made some big noise. And I won't dive into that too much. I'll let Chris do the talking on that when uh, when he joins us here in just a moment. But again, we're uh, going to get some new content from you. We're both from the Thumb of Michigan, which is exciting. Uh, we both don't live there anymore, but we do frequent the area quite a bit. We both hunt there quite a bit. Um, so again, uh, uh, some of you may know us, some of you may not, which is pretty, which is all good. So uh, we're excited to have this conversation, get this new content underway and sharing it with you and, and sharing our experiences uh, by no no stretch of the imagination are we professional hunters nor do we intend to be but we do know a few things tried a few new things um, that have helped and have hurt probably and we'd love to share those experiences with you and also in turn hear your experiences on what you see out there and the tactics and tips and tricks that you try on a daily basis or, or a yearly basis during deer season stay tuned this is going to be a fun conversation you're in the kill zone all right we got chris queen joining us hey buddy how you doing good how's it going good man good uh i just put my kids to sleep i know you uh you probably did the same thing there but uh i'm upstairs in my new place this is my my man office up here all right i don't know if i've ever shown you pictures of it but it's like this, it. yeah, it's like this crazy little barn-looking attic, and it is hot as hell up here. <laughs> and I don't want to turn a fan on because it's going to affect our audio. But you know, yep. at least the kids are downstairs enjoying the AC. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I got a story to tell you uh, here in a couple minutes about where where I'm at and why I'm in my truck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, before we get to that. Let's uh, let the audience know who you are. You know, we're co-hosting this podcast together. Um, yep. You know, we, I, I mentioned at the top of this introduction here about your guys' new show and who who you what you're kind of into as of the moment. So I'll let yep. you have the floor here. Let's give a a, a Chris Queen name and rank and a little biography on who you are. Yep. So Chris Queen here uh, from Harbor Beach, Michigan, Ryan's hometown, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I started trekking outdoors, and uh, it's a group of three of us, uh, Tyler Lyprant and Steve Lovis. Uh, so a little bit uh, about myself. I started uh, 
getting into the outdoors around the age of nine and uh 10 years old was the uh, first year actually I killed my first deer and that's when uh that's when this all started just love being in the outdoors and, and then on top of that just directing and trying to put film together and trying to create stories just so everybody else can see it you know so um yeah and then uh, we'll, we'll start touching base a little bit about you know the show and how it's uh kind of taken off a little bit and where we're going and all that stuff but um got three kids myself tyler he's got uh four kids and steve's got uh three kids so um but yeah we're uh just traveling all over the country here and just ready to go ready to go so you guys uh you know a couple family guys or a few family guys there with uh, a bunch of kids and all that stuff so how had i know you guys have traveled a little bit right you know we were just talking about going to florida all that fun stuff yep. how how is the family adjusting to this new adventure you guys got going on? Uh, so as best as we can. Um, so a little bit like what I was just about to mention uh, earlier, why I'm in my truck. Yeah. So Tyler, uh, he's got four kids and I've got three kids and we both sold our homes uh, fairly right around the same, same time. And Tyler one bought a camper and so did I. And so for the last couple months in the summer here, we've been roughing it. Not roughing in tents, but roughing it in the camper, and that's home right now. <laughs> so, and if you can imagine what it's like for with a couple of kids in there and trying to do all that, it's it's been crazy. And when you go from a twenty four hundred square foot home, big old basement, big yard, nice deck, to a tiny little camper, things can get crazy. <laughs> and Tyler's in the same boat, but at the same time, uh, half the reason why is. Uh, Right now, obviously, everybody knows, you know, the market's kind of crazy, and we're just banking money, saving up, trying to do the right thing, and and uh, not saying that, you know, not living in a camper is not the right thing, but, um, but yeah, that's that's the backstory of what's going on. So not, and not only on top of our full-time jobs and then also trying to get the show up and running and everything that we've been doing, you know, we've got that, you know, happening right now, too. So it's been a little bit of a... Uh, uh, hectic situation, but we're doing the best with what we got. I mean, we put ourselves in it, and we fully understand that. But you know, hopefully, hopefully, we uh, reap the benefits in the end. But yeah, uh, you had said that you know you're asking. You know, we went on a few different trips already. So uh, we went to Kentucky uh, last year, and then actually in January of this year for late season, and then uh, we actually harvested a doe in late season. Um, I'm obviously Ryan. You've seen the video yeah. from November. Yeah. Me shot, shot that uh, massive buck and couldn't recover it, which haunts haunts us every day. Oh, it still breaks my heart. <laughs> I wasn't even there. In a way, in a way that was a was a blessing in disguise. And I and I, and I say that you know I mean obviously I wanted everything to you know recover that deer, but at the same time, that video we've got uh, a quarter over a quarter million views on it. Um, and because you know mainly the reason we sh we uh showcase the you know the raw side of hunting not every not every hunt is going to be successful and not every hunt you're going to have a you know massive buck and in this case we had a massive buck on camera shot a massive buck on camera the buck literally dropped like a sack of potatoes and we just didn't recover it you know and uh a lot of people could i guess you know relate to that and i know you've been in that situation oh, yeah. kind of like that and myself too yeah, definitely. Um, what's that? I said definitely. Uh, 
the one one comes to mind my brother had that happen to him here in Michigan he he had a buck facing him put the crossers on his chest or the base of the neck shot it dropped it right in his tracks happy as heck he knows where it went down all right and then he goes to the vehicle to change uh, grab knives whatever right yeah not much time had passed and he went back to go locate that deer and it was gone disappeared yep. and never to be seen again so we've all relate we all can relate you know we as hunters we obviously don't want that to happen don't intend to that to happen but that's the nature of hunting it doesn't always go yeah. the way we plan you always try to take the most ethical shot and you know i took my time too you know when that we had uh watched that buck pop out when i was blasting the field and seeing him for a good 20 minutes and then he just disappeared and just waited him out for another 40 minutes hit a couple calls and then he just you know the grass was so thick there eight eight foot tall and 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 uh, it was hard seeing him you know he's dipping in and out of the grass and then uh we thought that he was just gone for good that he had walked away and just disappeared and all of a sudden i was glassing again and sure enough there he was just a little over 200 head him broadside uh for good 35 45 seconds i mean what felt like an hour because tyler and i were just kind of arguing back and forth because we couldn't get him on camera hmm. and then uh you know in the video you know we've had people question us too and uh you know like oh you know that's kind of a weird angle well no he was actually broadside to me because i was facing that way tyler's camera was facing straight on so that's why you know the cam always camera angles are always you know kind of deceiving sometimes right but, you know, put what I thought was a good shot on him, hit him far back. He took a couple hops, didn't like that. Shot him again, didn't drop him. But and we tracked it. We tracked him all day, hours and hours and hours into the night, at like one thirty in the morning, two o'clock. I mean, just to put in perspective, how much walking in the terrain in Kentucky is is crazy. It's up and down hills, holes here and there. You know, when I got back that night and got in the shower, my legs were cramping. It's just how much we put into trying to find that deer, but. You know, like you said yourself, sometimes things don't uh, go as planned. And but, anyways, you know, moving on and and on to on to bigger and uh, better things this year. So yeah, we uh we uh, doubled up uh, for turkey this year. Tyler and I. Tyler got his first turkey. So congrats to him. Super yeah. Exciting. Let's talk about that for just a second. Tyler is fairly new to hunting, correct? Fairly new. Yeah, he is actually his first deer was with me. And that was, uh, and he always tells a funny story about it. That was a great story. We might, <laughs> we might need to get him on this podcast one time so he could share that story. Because if I recall yeah. correctly, he shared that at your wedding, and he about did. everybody was in tears, not from being sad, but laughing their asses <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Yeah, it's a funny story, so I think maybe we'll save it for him. Yep. You know, to tell the full story. But long story short, and. He, uh, he harvested, harvested his first uh, doe with me, and that was, I want to say that was like six or seven years ago, which it's crazy to think that was that long. But yeah, um, And that's kind of, you know, where Tyler and I's relationship together with the outdoors kind of started, took him out, then we went out a couple other times. And it's just, you know, that bond that you get to create with a friend, I think that just creates an even better, you know, relationship. Oh, yeah. You know, just everything, you know, being, you know, related to the outdoors and, you know, you connect in different ways, you know? And Absolutely. Fast forward, and, you know, we went hunting a couple times last year and then just decided to, that we wanted to pursue this and see what we can make of it. And, you know, uh, which I'll get into that here in a couple minutes if we got some time, but and how that kind of spanned off and how it came to fruition. But, 
Absolutely. Um, yeah, so we uh, we doubled up this year turkey hunting. Tyler got his first turkey once again. I was I was there with him and witnessed another first for him. And we hunted those uh, the same two times. We hunted those for four days, and uh, we even at one point crawled for two two and a half football fields lengths and on on our uh, stomachs just in the prone position there. So, anyways, what I'm trying to get at is uh, we hunted those those two times harder than I think I've ever hunted a set of times before, but um that that next that morning that we shot them we didn't we, we didn't plan on going out and i had to be at work and i was like you know what i'm just gonna call it off and uh call or call in see if i can get it off and and then tyler stuck around and we went out and thank god we did and uh funny thing is is for those three days we set decoys out and i had a tom decoy a jake and a hen decoy and i kind of positioned them in different patterns you know every single time that we sat this time though something just told me you know because the night before we were sitting in the same spot we seen the two times cross cross over and then they never came back so we knew their roost was to our right and they had went to our left we waited and we waited about 30 minutes past dark and we knew they were still still sitting over there so got out super early the next morning and i knew at some point in time that they were going to come across that field again back to the to their roost and i put uh, just a hen decoy, like right on the inside of a fence fence row where they were going to cross over. And sure enough, those two started coming down. We were hitting our calls. They were calling back across that fence row. And the one time looked over and just seen that hen decoy and it bolted right for that decoy. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, man, you know, and then the second one followed. And I told Tyler, I was like, Hey, on the count of three, let's, let's shoot them. And then on the third one, I shot mine and, Tyler didn't have his flag all the way forward. Oh, no. And so he's looking at his gun. He's like, what's going on? I'm like, dude, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it. And uh, it his his ran about another 10 yards, and he ended up popping his. So that was that was awesome. That's fantastic. I mean, for a guy like, like that, right, who's just now getting into the whole outdoor everything, you know, deer hunting, turkey hunting for the first time, or getting a turkey for the first time, that's a heck of a hunt to remember forever. Right. That's your yeah. first, because we all remember our first, our first deer, our first turkey, our first girlfriends, all that fun yeah. stuff, right? And yeah. for a guy like that to share it with his good buddy on a first time with a, a, a memorable hunt like that, you know that that makes for that makes for good storytelling for years to come. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and the uh, the fact that you know, like I said, I get to witness that with him again. That's that's awesome. And then fast forward a couple uh, more months and. We ended up going down to uh, Sarasota, and uh, we actually launched out of Annemarie Island to go tarpon fishing, and we fished really hard for a day and a half, and we got on a couple different schools of 80-plus tarpon, and it was crazy to see. Just those things are big fish, and just watching a school of 80-plus come by is insane. But uh, they weren't biting, um, didn't have uh, too much success there, but we ended up... uh, going bow fishing and that was another first for tyler oh yeah <laughs> keep talking about tyler's first but uh, i think he shot a stingray and a couple other ones you know and that was a first for me for a stingray that was cool you know so that's that that's awesome that's awesome so you know fast forward to now right so yeah trekking has got some big announcements that have come out over the last couple of weeks if you want to share that right away here for a little bit yep so um 
back in November is when we kind of started this all up and we were kind of just being a little bit patient on when we wanted to launch it and, you know, how we were going to launch it and what we were going to launch as the first video. And so Tyler and I got together and we did that and then we launched the video. The one I was telling you, this got a lot of views on it, the one from Kentucky. And that's kind of what, you know, took, took off for us was that video that really, really helped us a lot. Um, and I started doing some groundwork and asking questions after question after question, being that guy, you know, but I, you know, I knew that I, even if I thought that I was being annoying, you know, with some people asking questions, I, I didn't care because I was trying to get as much inform- information as I could before trying to jump into something and getting over my head. So, um, you know, we launched that in November and fast forward to uh, March, like the beginning of March, we ended up signing a contract and the show's going to air on the Sportsman's channel. Um, that'll start airing January 4th of 2022. January 4th of 2022. So not too far away, right? Not too far nope. away. So uh, you got some content stashed away from, you know, some of the hunts and yep. fishing trips you've gone on. Yep. And then um, this year is uh, crazy. We are going everywhere. So, Actually, in less than a month here, um, we're going to be heading up, out to Kentucky for uh, early velvet bow hunts. And then we're actually in the process of trying to work it out where right after that we can go to Colorado and uh, go, go after some elk, which uh, we all just got together the other day to talk about that because uh, Steve Lovis, who's part of our show, he's been all over the country, hunting pretty much everything you can think of, and he's got a good connection there. So that might be a possibility to get out there and – and then, uh, not to not to kind of take up this whole podcast, Ryan. I mean, you can say some things too, but <laughs> um, right after that, we're and I'm laying out the season for everybody here. If that's yeah. all right, no, go ahead. So right after that, we're going to be coming home. We're going to be hunting here. Um, obviously, October first, opening day of bow season. Uh, we've been putting some hard food pots in over over here in, in our home state, and then things start to get crazy after that. We'll be going to Ohio to bow hunt. And then um, after that, we might possibly be going to Illinois, which is a public land spot. And then we're going to Missouri in November. Um, And then we are going to Iowa or Kansas the beginning of December for opening a rifle. We have a a day break. And then I just drew. um, We're going to Iowa right after that. Um, And then December right after that. Or uh, in uh, Texas in uh, late December right after that. So we are bouncing all over the place. We're going everywhere. Yeah, it sounds like every month is a new state, new location, or a couple times in that same month is a new state, new location. Yep, and then the whole fact of trying to balance jobs, family, hunting schedule. Yeah. We've laid it out the best way that we can that works for all three of us at the same time. And, uh, you know, I guess you could say we're just lucky and blessed that we're able to take that time off. You know, Tyler's got a flexible schedule, so do I. I ended up taking uh, a step down from the position I was in at my job to a lower position that just has a little bit more of a flexible schedule. That way this can work out for us, you know. So we've made some sacrifices. It's not, you know, it's not all easy. You know, everybody thinks that, you know, oh, I, I want to get a hunting show and go go get on tv you know it's not it's not like that and i think you know the way that people view that is the complete opposite of what it is you know there's a lot of things that 
people think you get paid huge, huge big bucks to have your show on TV. You know, and which later on, you know, down the road, you know, the more that you continue to grow, yeah, I mean, that might be able to happen, but there's a lot of groundwork and a lot of sacrifices that you need to make for the, you know, first couple of years and hopes for something bigger. But that's in anything you do, you know? Oh, of course, yeah. And um, I kind of lamented on that uh, before you had jumped on the call here is like, we're not professional hunters, nor do we probably ever intend to be a professional hunter. We're just guys that like to hunt. And exactly. there's yep. hard work involved, there's sacrifices, there's family, uh, their yep. schedules and their plans as well, and their dreams that all need to be taken into account for. So, yeah, like to do any of these things, um, to travel, to hunt, to fish, to go here, go there, it's a sacrifice on our part and a big sacrifice on the family's part. And you just got to be very fortunate and count your blessings that your family will support you to go do those things chase those dreams chase those big bucks that we uh think about daily even on these hot summer days in august and july when all we're thinking about is deer and the wife will come up and say hey what kind of paint color do you want to do for the living room and you're just like uh what because you're not paying attention right so it it is we got to be very fortunate and uh, and definitely count your blessings on that because it isn't all what it's cracked up to be. There is a ton of work involved. Um, you know, with on our side with uh, the YouTube channel that we we're doing, we did do. You know, we got into TV a little bit, not to the extent that you guys are after. Obviously, uh, we were on a small network in Southeast Michigan for a couple seasons, and uh, you know, the YouTube thing is has been good for us. And because I know the work that's involved with trying to get onto a, a television show like what you guys are doing, and. You know, you got to yep. tip your hat to the guys that understand it and know that there's a grind involved and there's sacrifices that need to be made to, to produce that content and, and go chase those bucks and go chase those deer. Um, but, no, it's all good stuff in the end. So we kind of touched on a lot there, right, um, the different yeah. court, the schedules, the places to go, the things to see. Uh, one thing I did want to bring up is, you know, you said you had some food plots going in the ground here in Michigan and so so do i i've done a few of those already as well and i'm no expert on food plots so if you got some ideas or different things you've tried i'd love to hear them but for the last uh last few seasons back in the thumb right where we're both from and we do a fair fair amount of hunting uh i got a a smaller maybe a third to a half acre give or take of a food plot i got uh brassicas and and clover in there currently And that's produced. Um, been very happy with the deer, the number of deer I've been seeing uh, frequent that food plot here over the, the last several years. But on my new four-acre piece of heaven, dude, I'm yes, pumped I'm pumped up about, about this little place, dude. So um, for your, our... your little four-acre of heaven is like, you know, <laughs> meat eaters parcel that they're trying to turn into a whitetail sanctuary here in Michigan. We, You know what I'm talking about? Say that again meat eaters oh yeah 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 they're uh they're back 40 project yes they're back 40 we need to do a complete entire season about ryan brown's back four the back four yeah man that's a great idea the back four is a little spin-off of me oh i love it dude back four i love it that's a great idea 
Uh, yeah, so you never know. You might harvest the biggest buck of your life. I'm, that, I'm sure hoping so, dude. Because like you know, I've been hunting uh, in the thumb my entire life, and you know, we went to Wisconsin a couple years ago where I seen some of the biggest bucks of my life. But um, if I can shoot the biggest deer of my life on this little four acres that I purchased uh, with my wife while we bought a new house here a few months ago. I I might just like crack open as many beers as possible and just yeah. lay in the garage looking at that thing and just drink every single one of them. <laughs> yeah, and it's gonna happen. Right? You're gonna you're gonna get something off that four acres. You watch. That's, that's what's gonna happen. So and it's gonna be a it's gonna be a heck of a story. I'm, I'm rooting for you. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Because uh, this is <laughs> let me lay out the property a little bit. So you come down this private drive and you hang a right, and the driveway snakes through the woods. Um, I want to say the driveway is maybe 80, 90 yards long. Okay, and then you get to the house, and I got woods behind me with the small uh, with the yard woods to my left. Like if you're looking at the house, woods to the left, and then I have a neighbor to the right. Okay, so to the left, it extend the property extends. It gets to the property line where it's a cow pasture and it's separated by a fence. But along that fence and in that woods, there is acorn trees everywhere. So when I was walking this property back in I don't know early spring with my dad, and he's like, "Are these you got acorn trees?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm pretty sure I got a million of them." Because everywhere you go, there's acorns everywhere on the ground. So I got that natural food source. When early and when in October is rolling around, those things are really, those acorns are ripe and they're really dropping. I'm expecting, yep. or at least I'm hoping. I don't know what to expect, but I'm hoping that brings in a pretty decent deer or or more deer to the property to to feed on those acorns. All right. So then. Yep. As you cruise along that wood line, to, again, to the left of the house, it gets pretty thick because I'm surrounded by a mature woods. It's a mature forest. There are massive, massive maple trees everywhere. And as you get behind the house into, like, the northwest, so, like, the back left corner of the house or the property, there's more or less trees and more sunlight. So it's really grown up. And I get a doe and a fawn that bed there pretty much every day, what it seems like, because I jumped them the other day when I was weed whacking my, uh, my new nice. kill plot back there. <laughs> I, had, I had jumped the fawn out of its bed, went and did my weed whacking, and then as I was standing there, I saw the doe searching for its, you know, its kid, its fawn, right? Yep. So back in that left corner... There's this nice little spot. I got there's about 20 yards of woods that goes to the, the neighbor's property, and I got 20 yards, and then extends into this opening where the sun just beams down from the heavens on this little <laughs> grassy spot. And, and that's where he's gonna stand. And that's where he's gonna stand because I weed whip my butt off the other day. <laughs> I it's it's not big. It's maybe 15 yards long, right, and maybe eight yards <laughs> wide. Yeah. But the idea is now to go in there maybe Friday or Saturday and just round up the piss out of it, kill yep. everything. I went to a rural king here and bought me a new <laughs> a garden rake. So I'm there just gonna go. I'm gonna get to work with on the sweat of my brow and just work that dirt. Right? And then I got lime, I got fertilizer, I'm gonna dump it all onto that ground and then wait for rain. I bought some sort of seed where you can just chuck it in the ground and uh, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll work it up a little bit. 
and wait yep, for rain. Say a little and, prayer, hope for rain, and something come out of the ground. Yes, yeah, say a prayer and hope for rain, and and hopefully something grows. And you know, if, if nothing grows, I'm out. What seventy bucks for the rakes and the and the seed? Um, yep. You know, so not a well, big you can deal. Use those rakes around the house. I'm sure your wife's got some chores for you. Yeah, yeah, you know, maybe get the wife to use them once in a while, you know. <laughs> Better not let her hear that one. No, no, yeah, she probably won't hear this, but, yeah. but yeah, so that's the idea. And uh, I was telling you yeah. guys uh, a few days ago where I seen this really nice buck come over from the neighbors, jump the fence, and then start start browsing. I, I'm assuming maybe he picked up some acorns, maybe something else, but it was a nice deer, uh, well outside of his ears, I'm thinking maybe 18, 20 inch spread, and I could see him from 100 yards away from my front porch, and I just hope he comes back because uh, he was a dandy. And um, everybody, yeah. everybody that's seen this place and come to this little slice of four acre heaven, have all <laughs> said what you just said. You're gonna shoot a massive buck out of this spot just because it looks, it looks like deer belong there. Yep. And, uh, and and chances that, are, you know, maybe they're you know that maybe that big guy's been just traveling that same path for a while and right slips up one day and makes a mistake and there you go then you just gotta put everything that you practice for and hope for the best exactly and you know with my job you know I, i'm blessed to still be working from home which i don't really mind i enjoy it so like if there's a time man where i see some buck walking around i'm looking out my office window i was like peace see i'm grabbing yeah. grabbing a gopro or a camera grabbing my bow yeah. and i'm i'm running and, yep. and climbing that stand as fast as possible yeah so. that's yeah hoping that hopefully uh you can get it done this year on that one that'd be awesome that'd be a great story but it would definitely gotta go back and touch on that ryan brown four yeah the back for the ryan brown back four back i love four. that idea dude i didn't even think about that the back four i'm gonna have to... there you go we'll do a separate separate episode and podcast on the ryan brown back four i like it i like it but to touch a little bit on the food pot yeah too, we we put in three separate ones and we're actually we just acquired a little over uh 20 acre spot that we're gonna put a fourth food plot in which i think just got rototilled today um Chad from Buck Cuffs here uh, in Michigan. Um, he's got an awesome spot there, and um, go check him out. Give him a little shout out here, just for the fact that you know he's a super nice guy and letting us uh, letting us go over there. Hopefully, he doesn't mind me saying that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we've uh, planted clover, brassica, turnip, and then we did uh, a couple weeks back. I don't you remember seeing that we not just recently, but maybe three or four weeks ago. Did you see that one food plot that we were putting in? I think so. Some guy with a huge belly dumping seed over his face. That one? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> the one, yeah. But uh, we did a, kind of like a test plot there. We just did a, you know, a cross uh, planted pretty much everything. So we did turnip, uh, um, clover, and brassica. So, you know, we might have put a little bit of overkill in it, which I thought that we did. But then we just went out there uh, the night before last it is freaking sweet it is four to five inches tall and the whole thing is just full and it's like you have a there's a hay field and a huge chunk of woods and these deer come out of they funnel out of this big woods and they go into the small woods and but from where they funnel into the only source of food is right there because then they have to go through another big chunk of woods 
to get to the other side where the crop field's at. So we've got like a little honey hole there. And when we walked over there and seen that, we're like, oh, man. So, um, and that's over uh, over by where Steve lives. And um, he just got on uh, cam. I, I think he said he got it on camera. That or he had seen them. But there's two two really, really nice dandies running around back there. So hopefully, and we just put up a, a 10-foot tower in a blind right by that plot. So nice. that's got bow windows in it too. And we're hope, that's what I'm hoping. And I know Steve's hoping to you know, at least get, at the very least, you know, harvest uh, one decent buck off that, off that section there. How big is, to, um, go ahead. How big is the food plots? Did you say how big they were? Uh, so that one I was just talking about, that one is a little over an acre. Or it's about an acre. Okay. And then we put one in another one that I haven't talked about. That one was like uh, a little over, I think an acre and a half, two acres. But that's another, that's another sweet spot tucked in the middle of a woods and massive woods we're talking hundreds of acres and it's right dead center in the middle and it's got one huge tree right in the middle of the plot and that's kind of like our little secret spot there (laughs) uh we helped put that food plot in and then that third one i was just telling you about that one uh we're about to put that one in so that's kind of a we're about to see you know what that little parcel is about but it does butt up to a big chunk of woods and i know it hasn't been hunted so like you know in a while so we're hoping that we can turn that into something and you know we're going into it unknown we don't even know what's out there don't even have a camera out there but we're going to be getting that this is like a later you know getting to it later than we wanted to but we're still grateful because you know that kind of just came up recently and that we get to hunt out there so we gotta work fast get that get that uh seed down on the ground and then put some cams out and you never know i mean might slip up and have a monster on cam within a couple of days. But right, right, and that reminds me of something. So, way back when, when we, when you and I probably started hunting and then going through high school and hunting and stuff, cameras were not nearly as popular as they are now. So nowhere near. Yep. Let me throw this at you. Back yep. in the day, when we used, well, I shouldn't say back in the day, but yeah, back in the day when we did that sort of hunting, no cameras. I was pretty much jacked up because I thought there was a booner around every tree because you just, you just never really knew what was out there. You know, you didn't know what you know. In a way that's like, you almost feel you have, you have the option of setting a camera out now because you're so anxious and you want to see what's out there. Yep. But in a way, sometimes it's like, you know, you get that mindset of, Oh, my camera, I only got one nice shooter on my camera, you know, or maybe you don't even have a shooter. But that doesn't mean that there's not a shooter out there, you know? Exactly. So, so, you know, it's a blessed, you know, it's like a double-edged sword, you know? You got a camera to show what's out there, but then, you know, your mind starts playing mind games with you, you know? It does. It does. And that kind of happened to me last year. So, uh, you you were with me on that, that first hunt that weekend, right? I'd never seen that yep. buck before in my life. I was fortunate enough to shoot him, okay? Yep. After that, I... Great shot, by the way. Yeah, not not a bad shot. Yeah, you know, go check us out on the uh, you know Facebook page. It's on there. <laughs> but uh, so after that, I I watch my cameras religiously. Okay, I would I would go hunt. My I usually have a camera next to a stand somewhere where I can where I can catch it on my way in or at least catch it on my way out. So that way, I'm always pulling a card every time I hunt. 
and I would check that camera and be like, all right, what did I miss during the work week or the last two weeks or whenever the last time I was there? What did I miss? What did I, what, what was there? Okay. And I got to a point where I, I was not seeing any shooter bucks. I was seeing maybe some smaller deer, you know, smaller bucks that aren't, aren't interesting or, you know, need, need time to grow and mature or whatever. And it got to a point where it's like, well, I didn't even hunt a couple of my stands because when I would go pull a card, there was nothing there that got me jacked. And that can be a good thing. That can be a bad thing. It can be good as in like, right, you know, you're hunting different locations trying to chase down a bigger deer. Or it can be bad just like because you're not giving that stand a chance even though you got a good win for it and you know it's a good spot, especially if your history tells you it's a good spot. But, Which is what you know a good thing that I think all hunters just need to take into consideration, you know, because you know, you and I can both I think agree that a majority of hunters, if you got three stands and you have a, you know, a decent buck or a shooter on one stand and then the other one you don't have anything, yeah, but you got maybe a so-so win, but you got a better win another stand. Be like, oh, I know the shooter's over here. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean that there's not, you know, at another set, and it's just. It goes, I mean, and I'm not trying to dog trail cams by any means because we all use them. Yeah, I, I use love, them all love, the time. Yeah, I love them. Love, love trail cameras, and they, they're definitely, you know, a useful tool for, for being an outdoorsman, so. So, in now that I've gotten to these cell cams, so, I, you know, as you know, I have those two reveals, which yep, I love. I just got, got mine, too, yep. I love those things. They work great. And it sends me notifications to my phone all the time. So, like, whenever I wake up in the morning, I'm pretty jacked to actually look at my phone. <laughs> trying yeah, right. yeah, to, you know, exactly. hoping there's a notification on there. Yeah. But I'm going to – I had to remind myself not to fall into that trap of yeah. relying solely on intel from that camera. Granted, it's yeah. very important, right? Yeah. It's very important to what the camera's telling you. But it doesn't yeah. mean there wasn't a shooter buck walking behind it walking yep. next to it that you just didn't see because i know my spots are good because that's what the history tells me yep. but now i'm gonna i gotta be careful to all right my my cell cams aren't popping with shooters or a shooter i gotta be careful about that that's one yes. thing i'll have to be conscious of this year you know the best thing you know to do is just if you can get out go drive that section you know every chance you can get early morning late at night you know, take your, you know, start glassing the field and seeing what's out there. You know, that's, right. you know, that's just fun in itself. Just, you know, if you have that ability to go drive that section of the woods that you're, uh, that you're hunting, drive around and just looking for deer. I mean, take your kids with you. That's sometimes that, that'll bowl better for you because you'll see more deer, obviously. And the trail yeah. cam only covers a certain, a little, the smallest liver of a whole area. Right. Right. So. And that's one thing I should be better at too, because I I have my stands in certain spots that I know that I like. You know, there's deer there. I've had success in these stands, but it could be to a point at like a certain time during the season where it's like, all right, my camera isn't showing me what I want to see, and when I am hunting those stands, I'm still not seeing what I want to see. Yeah. Maybe it's like, okay, let's adjust. Let let's move. I have a mobile setup. I can easily find a tree and, and shimmy up it or try to ground swat something. Yep. That's one thing I've been fighting myself on the last couple of years where I'm like, I have a spot. I'm going to go sit in the spot yep. where I'm like, all right, but there's deer over there. Yeah, exactly. I'm, just, I've, I've I'm telling myself in my head, oh, they'll come over here. You know, they'll come over here, but why don't I just go over there? 
Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, and speaking about trail cams too, we uh, we've got one out in Iowa, um, and we've got a couple massive massive bucks on that one. We got one we we named King Crabs. He's got two big crab claws, kind of like that buck I shot in Kentucky two years ago. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yep. So he's kind of like that in the front, but then his I think it's his G2 has a his G2's got a real long fork and at the end it's a big crab claw so we're just calling him king crabs he's just got little claws everywhere you know mm-hmm. so hopefully uh when we go out there then you know hopefully we can get our uh our opportunity at him that'd be awesome that would be awesome yeah i've seen those trail cam pictures that i think you guys posted yeah yep yep it's a really nice deer we're gonna be going we're going out to kansas this month too um so you know, let me touch on that a little bit, if that's yeah, all right. Go ahead. So we applied as a group, and you know, if you're not familiar and you're always wanting to go out of state, you know, and, and some things are, are new to me as well. You know, in in the process of trying to, you know, either draw a tag or apply for a tag, and it's not like, oh, hey, I'm applying for a tag for Kansas, so I can once I get my tag, I can go anywhere. Well, no, that's not how it works. You know, you can put in for certain units, and then some units are much better than others. And so put into the tag, got got the tag, and actually drew one of the units that we picked, which is in the northeast corner, and which is awesome. It's unit unit eight is where we're actually going to be hunting. So what we're actually doing is we're driving down um, this month um, down to Kansas, and we're gonna we're doing it the old fashioned way. We are cold knocking on doors, trying to see you know what we can um, you know acquire for at least a small chunk or hopefully maybe even a big a bigger chunk of property for you know those six seven days that we're going to be there so that's gonna be kind of fun and then we're taking cams with us too so if we end up finding a spot we're going to scout it out put some cameras out and then uh we'll have cameras in iowa cameras in uh Kansas. um and then uh we'll have uh, possibly on the way back stop in ohio and maybe set a cam out there too so <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that, driving out to Kansas and cold knocking. It's going to create some good content. I'm just excited, excited yeah. to get out there. This is going to be my first time out there. Um, it was my first time in Iowa. Just, you know, a lot of firsts for me this year, too, you know. Just, you know, I went to Iowa down there and met Chris from Rutted Up Lines down there a couple couple uh, weeks ago. Awesome guy. And it just instantly, it's like when I, when I got to Iowa, I was just like, this is it. This is the place, you know. You oh, always, yeah. like, think about hunting Iowa. And like when you're driving around, you're like, oh, you know, I'm gonna drive around. I'm gonna turn on the next corner. I'm gonna see a big, big old, you know, Boone oh, yeah. or something. And yep. Which, which I can say, when we were heading home, we had uh, we were driving down on a dirt road, and we looked over in the field, and there was a 150 inch deer standing right there. And you know, we got out, and we were we were glassing them and everything. It was, it was awesome, you know. Oh yeah. So it's a lot different than Michigan, right? Way different. I mean this night and day difference you know and i maybe later on we can touch base on that yeah how that's a different can of worms in itself right there yeah we'll we'll just leave that to the side yeah yeah <laughs> i've got my views and i know other people got their views but i think a majority of people have the same view i do you know when it comes <laughs> to the state of michigan but um and don't get I, us I wrong it. don't get us wrong we love yeah. michigan love love michigan love and I, this yeah, place. I was gonna say that yeah. Love, love the home state, and I love love everything about the outdoors here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, super excited for <laughs> for all that to hopefully go down, and and that's the thing that I'm most nerve, you know, 
nervous, anxious, you know, it's not the whole groundwork and everything that we're doing to get this show going and, and all that, you know, content is the number one thing that, you know, we're, you know, yes, that's the biggest thing, trying to get content, trying to get good deer on film, you know, it's, you know, it's just could be stressful at times, you know, but you got to do everything you can not to let it take away from the most important thing, which is, you know, being an outdoorsman and enjoying everything that, you know, you have available to you. Right. I've never been so excited in my life, to be honest with you, just having the opportunity to go travel around and hunt. I hope, I hope honestly, I mean this, I hope one day I can do that with you. That'd be awesome. You know, yep. you know, ho- hopefully, you know, one day I really hope, that this grows into something, you know, bigger, you know, each year and have that opportunity to take the, the guys that I know well and, you know, we can all travel around and go hunt. That'd just be awesome. That would be, that would be, that, that's, yep. yeah, it'd be so much fun just to, it's fun just to think about it. And yep. now, like, like you said, you get to go do it. And then exactly. as you get into it, you get more buddies involved or, you know, close friends and, and, and go do our those kids, things. Our kids do, you know, I mean, yeah, heck yeah. Getting, or our kids are, I mean, shoot, I got a almost 10 and almost seven year old. It's crazy to think, you know? But, yeah, absolutely. Um, mine are going to turn, um, mine are going to turn three and four. So yeah. Cameron's going to turn four. Today's the fifth in five days. And yep. cash is going to turn four three on the 25th and i swear to that dude all he talks about is bucks deer and turkeys that's awesome bucks deer turkey i should say bucks bear and turkeys that's he was telling me a bedtime story he was telling me a bedtime story last night about a buck shooting a turkey the turkey shooting the bear and the bear shooting the turkey or i don't know something like that. kids kids always have the craziest yeah. funniest and awesome there's just awesome stories i love, oh, I love yeah. everything about it yeah like it's the same way you know they'll want to tell you know have me tell them a bedtime story like a makeup one you know that's kind of a thing that we have and then every once in a while they'll be like well i want to tell a story and yeah <laughs> it's so funny sometimes their imagination you're just like what's going on up there <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but, that's great. That's great. But uh, so what's what's uh, with you guys? I mean, you guys are going on the state at all this year, or is that next year? Um, next year. So yeah. our plans for this year. So we had a couple of guys um head to uh, Wyoming last year to fill their mule deer tags on public ground. Um, so we'll Seen have that. Yes, yeah, awesome. It was they had their their smiles and their stories and the photos that I had seen. It's like, damn. You know how awesome of an experience. So they were able to fill, I think, either two out of the three tags or three out of the three tags that they had. Um, so we'll be yeah. kicking out some of those episodes here uh, coming this fall on our YouTube channel. But um, yep. this year, it's pretty much all in state. Um, you know, we had work commitments, we had family commitments, and and just things, right? Just life. So we'll be hunting Michigan pretty much all year. But next year, uh, we have some plans in the works we'll be heading to either wyoming or montana uh for mule deer again and then uh, my brother and myself we do have i mean you touched on iowa and and ways to get in there we've been applying for points and we'll we'll be in the realm of looking to maybe pull the trigger on a tag uh next year um but another thing we got going on is so long as this 
COVID crap goes away, we'll be heading yep. across the border to Canada for some spring uh, black bear hunting. We got a group of six guys uh, anxious and eager to go do it. It's so long as Canada lets, I'm going to say, the unclean cross the, unclean. <laughs> cross the border. Because there's some of us in our group that are considered clean. There's yeah. some of us in our group that are considered unclean. So, so, so as yeah. long as they say the unclean can come across, <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll be heading we'll be heading across the border for some spring black bear. Uh, but... I'm gonna have to use that. That's funny. <laughs> you, you know, are an unclean. <laughs> yeah, you can call me unclean. I'm like, hey, that's fine. You know, what each right. their own. But yeah, so that's what we have from on the docket yes. um we do have a couple bear tags that were drawn for michigan um my, oh, awesome. yep, yep, my dad will be going on his first bear hunt in the up they're going to be starting baiting here in a couple weeks i believe and uh, to them. That's he, gonna be awesome. he's fired up he's been scrounging up as many leftover donuts and pastry goods from bad <laughs> as as much as possible he's making yeah, trips yeah. there almost daily it seems like and then shipping them up to the up somehow so yeah he's pretty jacked <laughs> yeah, up about that because he i've done it my brother's done it um bear yeah. hunting and stuff so oh, my brother's done it twice uh yep. in michigan and he's seen his kids do it so he's pretty eager and uh yeah it's awesome yeah he's waited yeah. a long time to go do it so we're we're pretty excited for him and then, i don't know how much uh how much more time we got here what are you thinking uh we could probably look at the next wrapping this up here in the next five to ten minutes i would say we're on the 50 minute mark right now okay gotcha yeah. um so i was gonna touch base too on uh i know we're talking about everything season you know what's to come you know all that what to expect kind of um so a little bit about our show too we're gonna end up releasing little snippets two or three minute teasers here and there and then they'll air on the network and then after that we'll and we're gonna start you know cracking away you know at, at um you know online like youtube and yep. obviously our social media on facebook and, and instagram um but more what i was uh what i'm trying to get at actually aside from that is uh adjustments that i've made on my bow and then maybe you can touch some if you've made any on yours but I am a way different shooter, and my bow is a completely different setup. Um, besides the bare bow, which I shoot a Matthews VXR, um, I've changed pretty much everything on my bow. And in return, you know, I think I've t told you about this too, you know, watching uh, Levi Mori, you know, bow light boot camp. Yes, yep, I did too. Fixing things that, you know, uh, in within myself that I knew, you know, I needed to fix. So, you know, to try to sum this up as fast as I can, uh, I've always shot a five-pin sight. I ended up switching to a uh, Spot Hog Fast Eddie XL single pin. A single pin? Single pin. So yeah, why? Because which... I have a, a Trophy Ridge React Pro, and I yep. love it. I love that <laughs> sight. But So, so why did you go from five to a single pin? <clears throat> and so here's the reason why. So I've always had, so Target Panic, obviously. Yes, me so, too. You know, you're waiting there, you're waiting there, and then you just, you're either going to jerk, punching the trigger, or, you know, you're a guy from that's coming from the top up or, or, uh, or from the top down or from the bottom up, you know? You know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you I come from the top creeping, down. Creeping, creeping, creeping. Yep. Well, I've always had that little problem where with the five pin sight, you know, 20 yards, no problem. 30 yards, you know, but once I got past that 30, 40 yards and I was always drawn back. 
you know, I have all those pins there, and it was giving me, like, anxiety, like, oh, here's my 30, 40, 50, 60, you know? Yep. And so I call it my second type of target panic. And so I was like, I'm going to switch to a single pin, see if that eliminates it. I watched a, a few videos about it, um, and it made a night and day difference. So now it's just, like, I'm drawn back. I'm usually right, you know, not always right there, but a lot better than what I was using with a five pin, and I've taken that away. Um, I feel a lot more confident now. You know, I've been shooting at 60 yards uh, consistently with that 60 pin, and I feel, I honestly can say I feel confident at 60. Last year, I did not feel confident at 60. I know you and I shot last year. Yep. And uh, together, and, you know, I would say I was confident up to 40 to 50 yards, you know. I mean, I occasionally take shots at 60, but I was never felt fully confident. I wouldn't say fully, but close to being fully confident at 60 now right. and then um switched different strings i went to gas bow strings and then i uh, extended my front side stabilizer um i extended that another six inches i got a foot a foot on there and then a backside one too so um i uh, when i put that front one on obviously it added a little bit more weight to the to the front but then i put that back one on and cocked it a little bit to the right and when i hold my bow straight out it just feels like perfectly even so if i take them off which i take them off before i go in the case and i've done this before and i've held my bow out in front of me you know with that small and i'll put that small one back on it's like night and day difference mm -hmm. so made those adjustments um i put a nose button on that i highly recommend a nose button um you like that huh versus like I a kisser it. button i feel like once that nose button is touching that that little crease like on the uh, front side of your nose there yep it's like I know like, once it's it's like a you know uh, like muscle memory you know you just that's right there and you know it's anchored in there and all you got to do is just look right down there's a peep sight and it's just like you know that you're gonna be somewhere close you know and and having not not having it I would just feel better without it now so I added that you know so I changed my whole whole setup this year yeah you did a lot of moving parts there a lot and I. And hopefully that bowls well for me. Not that I was a bad uh, shooter last year. I don't feel like I was. But well, I outshot you. <laughs> we did have a competition. <laughs> we gotta mention that. So what do we do? We were shooting in your backyard. Yep. We were just firing arrows for fun, and you looked at me as like, "Yeah, I bet you uh, something." I don't know if we <laughs> bet a beer or what yeah. it was, but I was like, "I bet you I could outshoot you." I'm like, it oh. came, it came down to the last arrow too. It did. It sure it did. did. Yep. Because uh, little did you know, when I was living at my old place, my yep. range was like 27 and in. That's all yep. I could shoot because I was shooting in town. Yep. So I was like, this guy doesn't know what he's getting himself into because this is <laughs> this is all I shoot. You know, I shoot one pin. This is all I could do. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But yep. so far with like my bow, I've been wanting to do a new stabilizer for a long time do that yep. a little bit a longer uh, front with the yep. offset to the side. And I know you yep. said you had to move your, your offset to the right because you're a lefty, right? So Correct. everybody knows that. Yep. So I've been debating about doing it, but I'm, I'm one of these guys that think about it. And I look and I think and I look and I think. And I just yep. need that push. Just yeah, it's like you're it. so used to, you know, what you've been shooting and what you're using. You're more like scared to like jump you know yeah. jump in the water you know to try it differently um, right but the good thing is you know with stabilizers and back stabilizers you can take them off and go right back to what you were using you know yep and just be you know if you don't like it the only bad part you know 
you know, get out the money, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm super excited about, about the setup that I got right now. And then, uh, I don't know if I told you this or not, but I had switched to a thumb release. I tell you that you did tell me that because you had something going on with the, you had something going on with that, right? Oh my gosh! So that's, and I've had to work my way out of this. And if this ever happens to a bow hunter, you're not, you're not the only one. And it, it, it took me a while to get confident to even pull my bow back. So I'm at full draw and I am using a thumb release and I, I had already shot probably 30, 40, 40 times with that release. And I was getting pretty confident with it, with it, didn't like it too much at first cause I wasn't used to it, but it was a little bit windy that day and my wrist sling on my bow was a little too tight. So I, and I realized what I did wrong. So I'm at full draw with, with this, uh, with the summer release and it is windy it's the wind starts picking up and it's 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 coming from my left to my right and i'm trying to correct myself from the wind right Mm -hmm. so my hand starts to get tight on the front and it and it starts to torque my bow and my wrist slings too tight and at the same time i got that thumb release and i started turning my hand and i popped the string off my top cam at full draw arrow goes flying (laughs) my wrist or my uh, thumb release goes farther than my arrow smacks my hand hand just starts swelling up it starts bleeding i thought i broke my hand and just and 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 two days after that i'm supposed to be up in boyne mountain doing the total archery challenge yes and i'm practicing for this thing and this happens scares the crap out of me thought i broke my hand you know and uh you know long story uh, not not long story short but um (laughs) You know that was my own fault is because i torqued my bow too much and it was it was pretty windy that day and but i ended up uh getting a new string like i said gas bow strings and i end up switching to a different thumb release but i still shoot my wrist i just i love it i love that i do too. yeah you know every once in a while i'll pull i got a stand uh thumb release and I, every once in a while i'll pull it out and try shooting with it just to get a little bit more confident with it but Talk about a, uh, <laughs> you know, and then getting back to start shooting again. You know, you got to build that confidence back up because it's always in the back of your mind. You know, oh, that just happened. You know. Yes. So here I am up in Boyne Mountain, going up and down the mountain. You know, shooting at all these targets. You know, some at over a hundred yards distance, and my hand swell, swell, swelled up, but I still did it. You know, just <laughs> I had, I had to for myself. I had to go do that. I didn't want to. I was about to not go. I just was like, forget it. But I, I told myself I'm going back up there because I need to build my confidence back up. Because if I don't, then, you know, it's going to take a lot longer. So I did right. that. I did that whole weekend thing, you know, with that that just happened. And so if that ever happens to anybody, I, my best advice to them would be to get out and, and shoot again. Don't don't just – don't be scared to just get back out and shoot. Things are going to happen. But, but, yeah. Right. Like saddle up and just keep shooting. Yeah. Get back out there okay. and keep shooting. No, I gotcha. Well, okay. I might have to do that with the uh, the stabilizers because I currently just run a bee stinger. I've always I've had it on my bow for four or five years maybe. I've just I've always shot well with it. I'm shooting the Valkyrie. Oh, I'm sorry, Moxie Valkyrie XL. Um, yeah. This is my second season with that bow, and I really enjoy it. Um, it's a longer brace and a longer axle axle than I've used before. Um, so I think yep. it is time for me to get a little bit longer 
uh, front stabilizer because like I said I've researched it I've looked into it everybody that I know that what I've asked like do you enjoy shooting a you know the two stabilizers are off the front and the side and everybody says yes every single yep. one of them do and then the guys that don't use it they say oh you don't need that you know i shoot <laughs> fine without it that, and that's great you know if you do right i'm one of those yeah, guys i've always shot pretty too, good yeah. without it um yep. but i do want to try to hone my my groups in a little bit more and i think especially like you've said you know 50 60 yards especially if you plan on doing something out west with a bow exactly. you got to yep. do that right and uh, yep. I think having the, the double stabilizers on there would go a long way. So uh, no, I, I'm going to try and do it, Chris. I'm going to try and do it this year. But, man, I, yep. I don't know if I'm going to have the courage to do it just yet. So we'll yep. see. You can always always try it out. And then if yep. you don't like it, just can put always the take it back off. on. Yep, can always take it back off. That's for sure. But that's another reason, you know, why I've been kind of shooting at 62 is because, like, the once I'm so used to shooting at 60, you know, for whitetail hunting, I'm not, you know, I don't have – attentions is really of shooting at you know at 60 yards but the reason why i'm shooting there is just my confidence level at 40 yards and then it's just oh yeah gone through the roof you know and that's another tip i guess i would say to somebody you know if you can get outside the comfort get outside of your comfort zone start shooting as much as you can you know creeping your way at farther distances is exactly what i did and just you know once you move in from that 40 yards and in it's just like I got this, man. You know, like, oh, yeah. You know, so. Yep. Like right now, I've been practicing at 45, right? So I've edged myself out to 45. Yep. And I think probably this weekend, when, you know, as long as the weather's still nice, I'm going to push that thing out to 50. Yep. And then just, like you said, just keep nudging it a little as you go. And, and those longer yep. shots eventually. Just make you that much more confident when that when that buck's standing at eighteen yards. Yep. Yeah. yeah, the groupings, you know, the farther you get out, you know, your groupings start to kinda come apart a little bit. You know, for at least for me, you yep. know, so you know, that's one thing to work on trying to hone in that grouping at at uh, you know, sixty yards, fifty yards, forty five yards. You know, so definitely. Well good man. Um like I said, I think this is a good conversation. Was there anything else that you wanted to mention before we wrap this up? Uh, nope. I think I'm. I think I've covered pretty much uh, all that we've got going on. Other than I'm just excited. Hopefully, I'm uh, hoping for the best for your guys, you all, all your guys' seasons, and obviously our own as well. And, yep. Um, really looking forward to every uh, opportunity that you know that we have, and the opportunity that's been you know given to us. You know. Um, Hopefully, uh, everything we can just put everything together and it'll all come together in the end. So, well, you're right. I mean, hard work pays off in the end, right? Always. So that's yep. all. That's all we can do is work hard, and yep. uh, those opportunities will come up, and we just gotta be ready for them. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, we definitely gotta do some some more of these, and maybe even a few during season. You know? Oh, definitely. Yeah. When you're uh, maybe one day when you're traveling on the road, I'm sitting on for the sure. back. I'm sitting here on the back four. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a little ringy yeah. dingy, and uh, we'll bust out a podcast. And uh, yeah, we'll get Tyler. We'll yep. Get, uh, we'll get we. So we, Steve, we call Uncle Steve because uh, it's Tyler's uncle. But and that's how I was introduced to him as Uncle Steve. But then, you know, like I said, he's uh he's been all over the country, hunted everything that you can think of. Has shot some massive whitetail, a couple nice size elk, caribou. 
you know, and he's got like a story. He's like the best storyteller I've ever listened to. And he's got like a story every day for 30 years. So <laughs> we refer to him as Uncle Steve. <laughs> it's everybody's uncle. Perfect. Well, we'll get Uncle Steve on one of these too and, uh, you know, pick his brain on some of those 30 year memories he's got. I'd love to hear him. <laughs> for sure. For sure. All right, man. Well, uh, give the wife a big kiss for me. Tell her it's from me. <laughs> Likewise. Yeah, well, you might not get one, but give her a kiss for me, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. All right, sounds good, man. All right, we'll see you later. Yeah. And that wraps it up. Uh, Chris Queen is a heck of a good guy. Like I've said before, I've known him a long time. Uh, we got a lot, a lot of things covered. Uh, I apologize if we were a little... Uh, from topic to topic, but as you can tell, the season is fast approaching. Uh, he's heading out uh, in September for hunts, and uh, here in Michigan, the bow, bow season is just under two months away. Lots happening. Uh, very excited for his opportunities and for ours and for yours, uh, for those whoever's out there listening. Um, when season's coming up, uh, like we've said, we just got to put in our work, put in our time, count our blessings, and opportunities will happen. Uh, one thing I did forget to mention is currently on the TKZ Outdoors Facebook page or, or in YouTube, we are running a giveaway for a Moxie bow. Uh, the bow is called an Antigen. Um, it's for our subscribers on YouTube. So head over to our YouTube channel, uh, catch that video, hit subscribe to enter for that bow giveaway. We'll have that going on for the next couple weeks uh, to get a brand new bow out there to a bow hunter, uh, whether they're in Michigan or outside of the state, doesn't matter. Uh, we want to get a brand new uh, moxie in your hands to get you uh, fired up for this upcoming season. Uh, so thanks for listening. Uh, we'll catch you guys on the next one. You're in the kill zone.